Rachel Daly is a striker. The end. The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports. She's got great passing range. She scores goals. She's great in the air. Brilliant in the air. Yeah. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball daily. Hello everyone. World Cup is bouncing along very nicely. Tim Vickery is going to join us on the football show after nine. Brazil, courtesy of a Casemiro wonder strike, just about get it done against Switzerland. Pat Nevin will check in from Doha. Kevin Kilban with us this hour. Canada bombed. He told us they'd be good. They weren't. So we'll address that with Kevin this hour. Yeah. Were they good in the first game? I thought they were good, yeah. Against the, a terrible Belgium. Well, that, that has since, yeah, possibly been lessened by one. the fact that we've seen Belgium since, yeah, not be good. Keith Wood, Jay Thornley on the way after 8 o'clock Monday Night Rugby. It would seem Wayne Pivac could be at the door. Eddie Jones under massive pressure and there were URC games as well. 53106, the text number. We are at Off The Ball on Twitter. Interesting stat for you, Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello, Joe. Uh, eight days into the World Cup, we have reached the halfway stage of games. Once we're done here between wow. Portugal and Uruguay, they've crammed them all in for a day. So we're halfway there. <laughs> How do you feel about the World Cup at the halfway stage? I yeah, feel like I'm just wow. getting used to it that's being on. Mad, yeah. yeah, I know. There you go. I thought that was... That's the stat. That's the stat. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, no, it's, it's really, I thought there was a, it was a stat on the way to the stat. But no, it is. It is for sure interesting. Just use that. I, halfway look, stage. Do you know what, though? I don't... Because, like, I'm working, basically, other than at the weekend, I'm working for the, the one o'clock, the four o'clock and the seven o'clock games well, or maybe on the way into work at the one o'clock one so the ten o'clock one has, has been my you know go to I had I'd miss some of them because of home commitments but I know like the one I got to sit down for properly was uh, Morocco versus Croatia and that was the worst game I've ever seen in the history of football <laughs> yeah. so then this morning I was like I was almost like the last ten o'clock game give me something Yeah. give me something yeah. and we got a three all draw and it was spectacular. Yeah, I made such a bad call this morning. <laughs> oh no. Well, this is a multidiscipline uh, pursuit, this off the ball business. So I thought, I haven't seen any of the rugby over the weekend. I have Monday night rugby tonight. Yeah. What's the 10 o'clock game? Surely I can dodge that. Yeah, Cameroon, Serbia. Yeah. So you never skip a Cameroon game in a World Cup though. <sighs> They're undefeated. And with Joey and Doe on the TV, everything yeah. was wrong about the decision. Yeah. And Kenny. Mm. Joey and Doe and Kenny. I mean. What a double act. Yeah. And uh, as I was watching another reset scrum between Munster and Connacht, I realised it's a terrible decision. The highlight actually of all watching all the rugby this morning, because I was just, I was already frustrated at having to spend my morning watching it when I didn't particularly want it at the expense of the football. Stay the, tuned for Monday Night Rugby. Yeah. <laughs> the highlight for me was a Twickenham where I think it was uh, Damien Willemse, not important who, was it was an exit in the South African... 22, boots the ball in the air. It's 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 heading out of touch beautifully. It hits the spider cam. Oh wow! I've never seen it before. Stayed in play. It just about went out. But I I mean there is a rule for what happens when it hits the spider cam. Oh, okay. There is a law, indeed. Uh, so <laughs> there's a scrum from where the ball was kicked. Right. None of the players seem to know what the rule was. Who said Africa? Yeah. Right. Okay. So if you're if you kick the ball and you hit the spider cam, it's a scrum. Not from a scrum. Where you like if you're clearing from your line. Mightn't that feels like a disadvantage. It does a bit. Although South Africa were like, yeah, Grant, we'll take that. We're okay, demolishing well, yeah, it anyway. Exactly what it said, Africa, it's okay. Yeah. It hit the spider cam deliberately. But none of the players seem to know the rule. But the referee straight away said, well, yeah. oh, spider cam, that's a scrum from where I you I remember when they built the new Cowboy Stadium. 
yeah. in Dallas that that screen that they have above, like it was not the cam but the screen is so big yeah. and it hangs over the stadium that they had to they had to put in a law that if a punt or if a throw is unlikely but if a punt hit it I, mean, I can't remember exactly what the rule is I don't think it's actually ever happened but I don't I never never even considered a ball yeah. hitting a spider I've cam I've never before. seen it before Richie McCormick evening to you that's the one thing you got out of this weekend like there was about 15 World Cup matches on the rugby front several, you did say several, several rugby matches of which you know there were two internationals and then all four provinces give, give me a better thing from it, the rugby matches uh, Wales capitulating has got to be fun surely uh, not from a, a hubristic standpoint but just that situation heading no, into a, it's not a year than, out from it's not better than spider cam being hit and then you get to see the replay of the ball coming towards the spider cam afterwards I don't know Munster scored a lot of tries through malls no, nothing, no? nothing. Like no, nothing top that. old nothing. fashioned Munster no? uh, before we proceed any further it uh, struck Michael and I that we may be inane at the best of times we're especially inane in transcript form <laughs> that's the takeaway from the weekend so Rory McIlroy interviewed by Paul Kimmage over the weekend and early on in the piece Paul Kimmage reflecting on the recent McIlroy comments about Greg Normine uh, deserving the sack to exit stage left. Indeed, Richie, you're a part of this situation because it was you that brought us this clip. Do you remember? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. news round, news round. You this brought is, us this clip. This, is, this isn't six pages long, this clip, or is, is it? No, 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 front no, back? no. All right, Grant. It's, uh, it's quite short. These are not considered thoughts from Michael and I, as you're about to hear, so it's not very long. So uh, McElroy's comments went viral and were played that night by Joe Malloy and Michael McCarthy on News Talks Off the Ball. Here's what happened hey, next. Hey, Paul. Yeah, well, they weren't, um, we didn't play them, you played them, but anyway. I did, yeah, yeah. Listen to us go here. Listen to the analysis we gave that night. Joe, why are you doing this? I've no memory of this, but here we go. (laughs) (coughs) Clip plays. Malloy, oh my God, end quote. Oh dear! Is this what we produce? (laughs) You just got to stop there. Hang on, I'm not done. There's more gold. Oh, okay. McCarthy, that's amazing. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> Dear. Uh, Malloy, no. he drove over him, reversed back over him, drove over him a few more times. McCarthy, adult in the room, which was the phrase McElroy had used. Malloy, that's strong. <laughs> McCarthy, he's not wrong. Malloy, I just can't believe he said it. Oh dear, this is bad. It's worse actually, second time around. Uh, McCarthy, yeah, he's probably been a bit more subtle in the past, but go on Rory. That's you, that's go McCarthy. Go on Rory, that's yeah. what you want to see him. Then finally, the piece, the, piece, uh, the piece finishes with her, the transcript finishes with her. Then there was a split second pause before McCarthy went again. God, I love, love 2022 Rory McIlroy. He's the best character in sport. Brilliant. I stand by that part. That's our contribution. I just want to say, we we do have more considered thoughts on the situation, but uh, there are thoughts as they were transcribed fairly and accurately, Richie. That's what we brought to the people. So Mick is responsible ultimately for six pages of Rory McIlroy yesterday, Sindo. That's great. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's a great Um, interview. Do you know know what it's like? The the weakest part of the six pages, uh, well, you've just heard it. Yeah. Do you know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of, do you remember Arthur Murphy? You're probably too young, Joe. Uh, Arthur Murphy's mailbag on RTE1 of a Saturday evening, whereby they'd read out uh, listener complaints uh, or reader or, or viewer complaints. And there'd be two, like, I think they were like jobbing actors who would be flanking the late Arthur Murphy either side of him and would read out these complaints in the most uh, 
clipped of tones. It's uh-huh. like from Mrs. Mary O'Sullivan in in Kells writes, "Dearest Arthur, I was watching the Late Late Show the other day when it appeared to me blah 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 blah." Yeah. Uh, so that's exactly what that was like. That was, was that uh, I mean. a nice old throwback. Yeah. If ever our employers were to bring us into a room and say we've decided to sack both of you, uh, before I might mount a defence, if they just slid across this transcript. I think I'd say. And you'd say, where was that in the Sunday Dependent? Was <laughs> it where we were getting the show promoted? <laughs> I think I would say, that's fair. No argument here. <laughs> I don't know about that, Joe. I'm not, I, look, look, for any future HR hearings, oh, I yeah, haven't. I retract uh, that. I retract you know? that. I retract that. Uh, we'll look, press on. Look, we, I feel judged and I feel... <laughs> by me? <laughs> not by, well, by you and Paul Kimmage. But, you know, he did include it. And uh, ultimately, I think we were laying the groundwork for the popularity. <laughs> I don't know what I'm even saying here. I completely retract all statements You're taking made right now and in the past. Take it as a compliment. It's... Well, thanks, Joe. Yeah, because you've really set that up for me to take that as a compliment. <laughs> oh, dear. Can I just say before, because I know we're going to get to Portugal tried something there in the game just as we were coming on air that I've never seen before, right? So Ronaldo ran deep into the corner for a throw. So they threw it, like, you know, obviously would be offside in the in the past. Threw it. And then Ronaldo, instead of, like, taking it down or, like, I don't know, doing anything that I've ever seen someone do before, threw his shoulder at the ball at full pace oh, yeah. and crossed it into the box for not a bad chance actually a volley that went uh, a good bit wide it wasn't exactly guilt edge or anything like that but it was an interesting I like seeing people try things from throw-ins it's not It's not a, a used enough resort and <laughs> now see I'm all tongue-tied now because of the way you started the show give me the transcript at that point it's not, it's not a device it's not a, uh, a device that's used enough in the game just before we start the news round Rich I just glanced yeah. to check I don't think you have it jotted down but uh, the USA Iran pre-match press conference has proved very tasty. So USA play Iran tomorrow, 7 o'clock. No formal diplomatic relations between USA and Iran since 1980. This one is loaded with political tension, a fraught dynamic, it's fair to say. So what's happened here, there's going to have a few aspects. USA Twitter feed put out a graphic of the group standings. And for the Iranian flag, they had the horizontal green, white and red, but they removed the Islamic... Republic emblem. And they did so, they said, in support of the protesters in Iran. The Iranian government flipped out, called on FIFA to expel USA from the World Cup, which has not happened. Uh, The US coach, Greg Berhalter, has tried to apply some coolant to the situation in his uh, dealings with the press, where he said, look, we didn't know about this, neither the players nor I. There is a wider social media team. Uh, we look after the football, uh, so, you know, apologies for any offence, etc. Carlos Quiroz, uh, fresh from Ragdoll in Jürgen Klinsmann, uh, turned to the US and he said, we have solidarity with causes all over the world, whoever they are. If you're talking human rights, there's racism, there's kids dying at schools from shooting. We have solidarity with all. So, Carlos not maybe helping the situation. Now, if it was legal to shoot children in US schools, then I would say Carlos had a stronger point. Uh, But nonetheless, he was weighing in to point out that US and gun control, far from perfect racism, far from perfect. And on we go. So then it came to the US press conference and a certain degree of sympathy here for the captain, Tyler Adams, who was alongside the coach, Greg Halter. And the Iranian press corps uh, decided to (laughs) Uh, take them to task over various issues so here's just a sense Tyler Adams had been talking about Iran 
And as you'll hear here, the journalist, uh, for a start, didn't like the way he was talking about Iran. Have a listen. You say you support the Iranian people, but you're pronouncing our country's name wrong. Our country is named Iran, not Iran. Please, once and for all, let's get this clear. Second of all, um, are you okay to be representing a country that has so much discrimination against black people in its own borders? And uh, we saw the Black Lives Matter movement uh, over the past few years. My apologies on uh, the mispronunciation of your country. Um, Yeah, that being said, you know, there's discrimination uh, everywhere you go. Um, You know, one thing that I've learned, especially from living abroad in the past years and uh, having to fit in in different cultures, is that in the U.S. we're we're continuing to make progress uh, every single day. I grew up in a a white family with obviously an African-American heritage and background as well. So um, I had a little bit of uh, different cultures, and I I was very very easily able to assimilate in different different cultures. So, um, you know, not everyone has that that ease and uh, the ability to do that. And obviously it takes longer to understand. And through education, I think it's it's super important. Like you just educated me now on the pronunciation of, of your country. So um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a process. I think as, as long as you see progress, uh, that's the most important thing. So there you go. And on it went. That was Tyler Adams dealing with that reasonably well, you would have to say. Other questions, for instance, a sport, said the journalist, is something that should bring nations closer together. And you're a sports person, dot, dot, dot. Why is it that you don't ask your government to take away its military fleet from the Persian Gulf? <laughs> um, there, were other, there were others in there as well. There was another journalist asked uh, the coach, why is it that an American can come to Iran uh, on a regular passport and there'd be no issue? And yet, if an Iranian tried to go to the United States, uh, they would be treated as if they were a suspicious character and would have several ho- uh, hoops to jump through. Kind of paraphrasing, but that was the, yeah. the crux of his point. Um, so, so there was a lot of these questions. And I have to say, Berhalter and Tyler Adams in particular, in that instance, played them like perfectly because there seemed to be, uh, there were there were issues that they were never going to answer. Like that that kind of stuff was, was never going to get. Like asking about, um, oh God, the... Um, the financial situation in in the United States at the moment, and like just just stuff that Berhalter is just never going to touch because it has no bearing whatsoever on on the game. But it just shows, I think, from a uh, uh, Iranian perspective, how highly strung they're coming into this game, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, the singing and non-singing of the anthem in the first two games. There's a lot of talk about the '98 contest. I remember the '98 contest being historical in a historical context in that these countries for many years hadn't got on but there wasn't really that much if i'm recalling right um tension between the two nations at that time whereas this time around it's like it's it's pretty ugly from both sides and and, and i don't think kirosh is, is helping things in his press conferences either no i would suspect the u.s coaches asked his social media team to stop uh, removing parts of the flag ahead of the game the iranian flag so i mean uh, on both sides it's it's very messy Uh, we'll push on before time really comes against us. The news round is brought to you with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mo. You can sign up or donate now at movember.com. And Richie, news of uh, Brazil's win. 
Yeah, a busy weekend, or busy week at the busy day, even at the World Cup. An afternoon of 11 goals and then one of near frustration for Brazil at the World Cup. It took a goal from Casemiro seven minutes from time to separate them from Switzerland in Group G in Doha. Vinicius Jr. had a goal ruled out by VAR for offside 19 minutes before that, but the win sees Brazil secure their place in the last 16 with a game to spare. Cameroon kept their hopes alive of progress, coming from 3-1 down at half time to draw 3-3 with Serbia. Next up for Cameroon, though, is a must-win game with Brazil and this ever-evolving situation with Andre Onana, their goalkeeper. A blazing row between the Inter goalkeeper and his manager, Rigobert Song, led Onana to be left out of this morning's game. Uh, discussions were ongoing this afternoon and initially looked like Onana was directly heading out of Qatar. He was brought back for discussions and in the past half hour, a statement from the Cameroon Federation saying that he has been uh, suspended for disciplinary reasons. So we won't see Andre Onana, I don't think, again in this World Cup. Uh, Ghana were involved in yet another game of the tournament contender this afternoon. They threw away a two-goal lead against South Korea in Group H before a Mohamed Kudus goal secured a 3-2 win. Portugal will book a second-round spot tonight if they beat Uruguay. Still scoreless between them with 20 minutes played in Lusail. Luis Suarez is on the bench uh, for Uruguay. It seems as if they're saving him for that all-important meeting with Ghana and a repeat of 2014 uh, in the next coming days. Maybe. He was truly a Abysmal in the first game. I mean, it was brutal. Yeah. yeah, maybe they're bringing the curtain down. Um, maybe, yeah, on his career, but we'll see. Though maybe. he's off to Inter Miami with uh, who isn't with off Messi. to Inter Miami <laughs> with Messi? <laughs> Everyone's going there. Apparently, yeah. I thought we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, I forgot it. the Uruguay and Ghana. I didn't even read, even cop it that they were in the same group together. That's one of the most memorable non-Ireland World Cup games that I can ever that for me anyway. Oh, sick and I missed this morning. The Ghana and Uruguay. Oh, in, sorry. T- in 20, well, year 2014. I thought you were about Ghana's win against Korea. Oh, no. Morning. So Ghana and Korea was brilliant as well. Ghana and Korea was one of those games that we were standing around watching in the office. I think Nathan Murphy said at one stage, he says, what is it about the World Cup that I'm living and dying nearly falling to my knees at this game? It's like, I don't, this morning before it started, I didn't even care about it, you know. that. Mm. And look, I mean, you know, as I'm being all positive about the World Cup, it did suck me in over the weekend, I have to say, as as you predicted it would happen. Yeah. So you're finally on board. Well, you can't not be like it. Doesn't mean you're not kind of grimmed out by the whole thing, but there's still kind of four football games a day to sort of yeah. drag you in a little bit. Mbappe is now uh, he was great on Saturday. Son of yeah. this World Cup, isn't he? It does feel like if he continues this on that those types of performances on in two or three more games and France go far. Yeah. You're sort of it's iconic. You know, it's almost what what's the contender for this for the iconic stature from our World Cup and Mbappe is certainly leading it at the moment. Like yes. he was brilliant against uh, against Denmark the other night. Like yeah, oh, he was incredible. Yeah, and he was sensational against Australia. He was pitched up just at his most explosive, explosive, fearsome best. And when I say the son of this World Cup, I mean S U N as opposed to S O N. The World Cup is revolving around him. I'm now. I mean, I just can't wait to see him again. Um, so there was that and then I guess there was Messi doing his thing as well. Is there an element of Mbappe and even Messi I suppose to an extent being you know there was the beauty of the World Cup back in the day and I remember listening to the Italian 90 when the lads did the One Day at a Time podcast and it was almost the last World Cup where it was guys from their local leagues you know and they became stars at the World Cup and obviously gradually that's been happening less and less I think there is an element of we definitely don't see Mbappe play that much anymore I was saying that yesterday in the pay-per-view that yeah. we've gorged over the last couple of weeks in particular on a very healthy diet of Erling Haaland 
and he's just been devastating and we've seen mm. everything he's done and, and watched every millisecond whereas I think the majority of us are not checking out PSG games although in future now that seems like a ludicrous uh, thing not to do so I'll watch highlights but yeah I've missed Mbappe's start of the season yeah just you know the, the you, just you might see him four or five times a year yeah. really in full whereas guys playing the Premier League or even with Barcelona Real Madrid you'll see them far more often but there is something about this sort of uh, being tucked away in a league that you're not paying attention to that time. they're going to win by 20 points so you're just not going to see them you might see them twice <laughs> or three times and in I've the Champions League I've seen him score like reading out Champions League results uh, across the live shows and you see he's scoring plenty but um, I, I now I had this moment a little bit against Australia and certainly over the weekend where I thought oh okay Erling Haaland is utterly devastating but Mbappe is the best player in the world yeah you know, yeah, because he is hidden away at touch. Yeah, there's just no one like him. Like there's just two or three bits of magic, and then you did have the you did have the messy bit of magic. Like I was like, what when? Not to go back over the weekend, but when the Ar- the Argentina match was awful, awful. Like it was, it was so bad. Yeah. But I remember even just being like frustrated watching it and just thinking. I remember like literally having the thought. It was like Messi is too old for their tactics to be bit of magic for Messi. Because it's not going to happen. And I swear to God, Joe, it was within seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, what was the magic of that goal? The magic was him basically stopping. Yeah. And that's how I created the space, you know, and then the two quick touches. Yeah, I think so. it was Di Maria said afterwards that Messi had said that Mexico are dropping deeper and deeper and deeper. And so he sensed that. He knew they were going to drop deep and yeah. he stood still, let them drop and did his thing. Um, the relief on all their faces. Oh yeah. There's a strain on that team. Oh absolutely. Miguel Delaney was reporting that they were at least an hour in the dressing room in what he described as bedlam or was described to him as bedlam. Yeah. Uh they have to be Poland. That's <laughs> you know? Like they like there's other results that can happen, but really realistically they have to go and be Poland. I can't believe they're in there and that's uh, celebrating like that after a round two game. But it just goes to show that that pressure was on <clears throat> Mm. And maybe that maybe that's it. Maybe they needed to go and have some beers and some celebrations and come back out as a relaxed team because they're certainly not that. No. They go out and play like that again. They might be Poland, but they're not going any further. No, Rich, we should uh, rattle through a few stories here. Sorry, we're we're yeah. on. So Robbie Hensh- typical job. Yeah, Robbie Bloody Henshaw typical. is out certainly for the rest of the year. Well, I guess that's not yeah. as bad as it might sound. We're into December not. now. It's four weeks, Joe. Yeah. Uh, a wrist injury has ruled Robbie Henshaw out of Leinster's first per, first two pool games, perhaps crucially, in the Heineken Champions Cup. The centre had to undergo a procedure last week on a wrist injury. James Lowe and Jordan Larmer are available for Saturday's meeting with Ulster, but Jonathan Sexton and Charlie Gatai will have respective calf and shoulder injuries assessed this week. Senior coach Stuart Lancaster says the Henshaw injury stretches their options in midfield. Yeah, obviously it's disappointing to lose him, particularly you know losing um, Kieran Frawley as well. Um, but um, it's not too serious an injury, you know. It's 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 more. It's not a minor procedure, but it needed doing. Um, but it's not a major thing for him. So we're pretty confident he's going to be back uh, early in the new year. Charlie Natai obviously um, is more than able to play at twelve, um, and we've got other options as well. So, uh, um, but yeah, no, it's disappointing for Robbie, but you know he'll, he'll be back soon enough. Leinster do play Ulster on Saturday coming. 
Yeah, an Ulster prop, uh, Jeff Tumaga Allen, will likely miss Saturday's game. He has been sent for an MRI, having sustained an injury to his left ankle during Friday night's win over Zebra. However, Eric O'Sullivan is in contention for Ulster's trip to the RDS, having recovered from a shoulder injury. Jack Crowley is a doubt, meanwhile, for Munster's game away to Edinburgh this Friday. The out half requires a scan on a calf complaint. Mike Haley is undergoing the return to play protocols this week, having failed a HIA during Saturday's win over Connacht. Peter O'Mahony should train normally this week, despite suffering a facial injury on Saturday night. And Joe, some bad news and some breaking news and perhaps your Ralph Wiggum moment for this evening's news round. Uh, Tiger Woods has announced that he won't be playing in the Hero World Challenge this week. He has developed plantar fasciitis in his right foot, he says, which is making it difficult to walk. And after consulting with my doctors and trainers, says Tigger, I have decided to withdraw this week and focus on my hosting duties. My plan is to still compete even in the match and the PNC Championship. Okay, interesting. Once it's not his back, we can live with that I think just another ailment for old man Tiger you know, when he, Richie says the match there that's Tiger and Rory versus Justin Thomas Jordan Spieth in a televised mic alright oh, okay it's like it's like Saturday night main event and wrestling in the 1980s that's the way they're setting when, things up when, he, when you said the match when you said the match I just conjured up images of Elton Wellesby sitting pitch side in a studio with I don't know Jimmy Greaves and it was it was nice that would be something nice. yeah a few texts to round off the news round. When I was 12, I won the best letter prize on Mailbag. They read out my snotty letter arguing that the incentive of prize money was lowering the quality of the letters and never got paid, <laughs> said Fred. That's harsh. Like, you, you, would, you would have probably, that's, that's the type of thing you'd write. <laughs> no comment. No? <laughs> Some guy hit the screen in the Cowboys Stadium early on. As far as I can remember, he subsequently said he did it deliberately. Yeah. I didn't see that. Well, the South African player, everybody was looking around in complete confusion. Yeah. Nobody knew what had had happened uh, at Twickenham on Saturday. Lads, have you noticed they're using different VAR technology at the World Cup for offsides? Decisions are being made without delay and reducing VAR's time delay on games, says Fla and Galway. I've certainly noticed the new technology. It's like the the semi-automated stuff. Quickening things up, is it? Yeah, it's the semi-automated stuff that has apparently it. The who uh, was explaining it earlier? I think. Uh, oh God, there's somebody on ITV. Um, basically, there's a chip in the ball. Oh yeah. Um, that's that's helping things out, and there's multiple cameras placed all around the pitch, so it's not chip just the, the ball's TV imp- important. Like you kick the ball yeah. in different ways against your foot for different millilengths yeah. of time. You know. I would agree that it's much improved. I would say that the idea that the game is in any way sped up at this World Cup is oh, no. quite ludicrous. Oh, My God, time. the stoppage. Can we not just insane. go back to knock on three, four minutes? Everybody knows there's been some time wasting, but just three minutes. Nobody wants to see six, actually, seven, eight, nine, ten. Be, like, if you think about it, like, you know, time wasting happens in nearly every game at the moment. The players must be exhausted because these games are not 100 minutes. They're 108. The first half is getting just as long, like, you know. Speaking of VAR, am I right in saying we had a reverse decision today whereby beautiful scoop chip not celebrated and then VAR intervened to award goal? This yeah, Bubakar's goal for Cameroon, yeah. yeah. Yeah, big Vince. That's a beautiful goal as well. Yeah. yeah, would he have tried the scoop if he knew he was onside? <laughs> <That's a good laughs> he question. would not. Maybe he should have been disallowed because of that. Uh, and did he then celebrate wildly? Uh, was the moment gone? Was it like getting your medal after? Ah, it's gone. Yeah, it was like ah, sure, I guess so. Yeah, fine, okay, it's a he goal. Did celebrate? Yeah, you know, he didn't. He just was kind of like, oh, it's a goal. Arthur oh, is actually okay, doing cool. an impression yeah. of a celebration outside. Actually, yeah, did like a spinning hands, taking a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair uh, it is tough when the moment's gone to suddenly burst into. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we've had we've had we've had FA Cup third round draw action by the way since we've been talking here. Did tonight, Villa get is, United? 
which is fantastic planning by the FA, I have to say. Uh, no, Villa did not ah, get United. No. E- e- Everton got United, which is actually a pretty interesting looking tie. Uh-huh. Uh, Liverpool got Wolves. Uh, Arsenal are going to be away to Oxford. Uh, but undoubtedly, the tie of the round is Manchester City against Chelsea. Very good. God, it feels so weird to be saying that during a World Cup. <laughs> we are out of time. Richard, thank you very much. Joseph, thank you. Michael. Thanks, lads.